Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the Mum and Mama podcast. This is episode five of season three. Hi, how are you? Thank you to my sponsors, the lovely Golding Accountancy and Proudess. Proudess will change your life. If you don't know what it is, then, well, you can click on the link in the podcast artwork or on your phone in this podcast episode. How are you? I'm a bit knackered, but I'm very excited for you to hear this chat with the lovely Maria. I love a bit of manifesting and obviously as a woman who started a business I was very interested to hear what she had to say as she is a coach who coaches women in business but we spoke a lot about business and mindset and mental health and I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you in a bit hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Work. So, hi. Oh, I like your toenail colour. Oh, thank you. That's my really nails, nice. My nails were the same, but I pick them off. I have a habit. Oh, I do my nails, I pick them, and I'll do shellac because I used to go to the beauticians. I used to sit there for hours and I used to get bored. So then I just qualified as a shellac technician and did my nails. Oh, really? <laughs> and I find I get it's relaxing for me. It's like my creative time when I just sit and just yeah. paint my nails and just chill. What's the idea? You can do it yourself, can't you? Yeah, you just buy all the stuff. Yeah. And then once you've invested in the stuff, you do. I do them maybe every week and a half. Yeah. Because I pick them off and then I start again. <laughs> You're not supposed to pick them off. <laughs> no, because it's quite bad for you. See, it makes yeah, me not, not that pick bad. my nails. Yeah, they're not bad at all, are they? No. My hands are old lady hands. They're all like bent up, but... <laughs> so, Maria, hi. Hello. <laughs> I know you because you do yoga at my gym. Yes, I do. But then I since found out that you do much more exciting stuff. How did you get into yoga? Have you always done yoga? So I was working in school. So I've been a teacher for ten years, and then the school actually um, paid for me to qualify in it because they wanted a yoga instructor in the school to do it for kids. And so I did it through the school four years ago now. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's really good. And like then I've just done yoga. it ever since. Qualification. Yeah, yeah, it was, you had to study for it. There was actually loads of studying because it's all about the body. So you had yeah. to pass 
I think it was two or three tests about anatomy and then you had to do practical assessment and yeah it was good that's amazing they paid for it yeah what, what were you what were you teaching um history <laughs> were you in a senior school yes yeah, so i was in the senior school we were teaching history and I, at that point i was managing the department and they just sent an email around is anyone up for it and i was like do you know what it came at the most perfect time of my life and i was like yeah actually i'd love this that's amazing do you not think right this leads us on to the managing yeah, yeah, part yeah. but things happen when you least expect it and i at that point in my life was like i really want some more inner peace and then we got an email about yoga and I was like, I'll do that. Yeah. Because I like to learn new things as well. And yeah, I've been doing it ever since and I really enjoy it. And I'm always updating it and doing my own yoga and yeah, I love it. How did you become a history teacher? Um, I did history at university, yeah. like ancient history and archaeology. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I think that's the thing. When kids leave school, what do you how do you know what you want to be uh, yeah. like you just don't know so then i went straight into uni did archaeology and ancient history and it was good i enjoyed it did you get to go on digs and stuff yeah i didn't enjoy that oh really <laughs> i didn't like the yeah it wasn't what i thought it was going to be you know when you see it on tv that's exciting yeah it's not exciting oh really you just get wet <laughs> it's actually quite hard manual labor when you're digging it out yeah so i remember we went on a dig and my lecture was lovely at the time in the end, I just did teas and coffees because I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> I was not born to be an archaeologist. Yeah. And so I just... I guess it's quite slow, isn't it? Because you've got to re be really gentle, have you? Yeah, and that's when you find something. But when you're like kind of going in and digging the trenches we were doing, it's like quite manual, intense yeah. labour. It wasn't for me, but I discovered what I didn't want to do. Yeah, yeah. And so that was good. <laughs> and then from there, I... I left uni and I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I just didn't know what to do with my life. And both my parents are teachers. Okay. So I thought, let me just be a teacher. Yeah. But the, it shows you how you repeat the cycles of your family, doesn't yeah. it? Because you're a product of your environment. Yeah. And I went into teaching and I stayed there for 10 years. Until last year when I was like, I'm actually a little bit bored. And I really like my job. I really like the school I work at. I really like people I work with. But I could do my job with my eyes closed. And I was like, this isn't challenging anymore. This isn't exciting. Yeah. I didn't feel stressed. I just felt a bit like, is this it? Like, yeah. is this all life has to offer? And I'd be doing the same job until retirement when I'm 67 on the same money for, what, another 34 years? Yeah. And I thought, there's got to be more to life. There has to be more to life. So then I decided to set up a business. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up my head of department job last year and um i've just kind of gone into the business so i do still work a couple of days in the school yeah and i actually really enjoy it now yeah i enjoy it because i go in and i can have a laugh and i enjoy what i'm doing more and then i leave and then i come into my business yeah and it's just like it's a, at the minute it's a beautiful balance of both but i think one day i'd like to go full-time into the, yes. like full on, full on into the business but it's a growth and I think this is what I don't think people always talk about is the growth of the business and how for some people they can make the money they want in like six months for other people it's just like developing it putting yourself out there and it's a journey right yes <laughs> it's a journey I think I think if people knew 
because we I've started a business with my friend and we did not have a clue and I don't think I would have because she she's basically created this product and asked me to get involved with it and had I known what it was like I don't know if I would have been so quick to say yes because it is just a lot of work for and you can't you everything's blind isn't it like mm. you do hats don't you hats it's a, and, it's, it's a hair care brand yeah so it's yeah, hair it's pieces like, and the hats cases. are good though the hats are really good they're wicked and they've sold really well but it's like I always it always amazes me how many people there are in the world and if we just had like such a small percentage of those people buy our stuff we'd be fucking laughing you know but it's like how do you how do you reach the people and it's, it's just there's just so much isn't there so much involved that you just don't know until you get there and you're like okay well how do i deal with this then and it's a massive learning curve 100 they say that like business is the biggest personal development journey you'll ever go on and it is so true i think yeah. it brings up everything and i found with like my business journey the first part of the business journey was just getting the mindset right because I don't think strategy necessarily is hard. You can learn strategy of what to do and how to get visible, but believing that you can do it yeah. and becoming the person that does it, that's the hard part. That's the part that takes longer and that's all the mindset piece. And when I first went into it, I was like, yeah, brilliant, but... And then I had to show up online. And I had never had... So I deleted Instagram before I started my business for a couple of years and it, I really enjoyed not having it. Yeah. I didn't use it. I wasn't interested in it. And I just lived my little life in my little bubble. And it, it was fine. And then I was like, hold on, I've got business. Like, what's the easiest way to get across to people with yeah. social media? So I set up an Instagram. And um, I was scared. I was so scared to post on it until like, I didn't really know what to say. And I didn't know how to market. And I didn't know how to message. And so I invested in like various different coaches and mentors to like help me with how to market and to message and like training to be a coach and a therapist and stuff. And um, I'm now at a stage where I just, you you just got to speak your truth. You just got to say what you want to say. And when you're like advertising something, especially coaching or like a service provider, people don't care about the steps that's going to get them there. They want to know what they're going to get at the end. They want the transformation. So say, for example, with the hats, they don't care about how the hat's made. They don't even yeah. care it's a hat. But if it makes their hair feel good, if it makes them feel good, they'll buy it Yeah. on the end transformation. And then when you realise that people just want the transformation and you sell them and market the transformation, they're more likely to buy it. But I've, I had no background in marketing. I was so naive to everything. I was like a sucker. When people were saying, you need this and this and this, I was like, I need all of it. Yeah. And I was spending <laughs> money everywhere. And um, have you ever had shiny object syndrome? Well, what's that? It's like when you get so, you just want all the courses and you want all the stuff. Oh, and okay. then you like, you buy it all. And I was like, I need to learn this and I need to learn this and I want to learn this and I want to learn this. Yeah. And I made all the mistakes that you can make as you go and start a business. Everything that people are like, don't do this and this, I did it all. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's made me better as a coach. Yeah. Because now I know what people are going through and I know how it feels to go through all the things because I've felt it all. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it happened. So what is your business? Um, so I've got um, a coaching business and I'm a manifestation and mindset coach. Yeah. And then I'm conscious mind therapist. So what is that? So I will work with clients. I normally actually work with female entrepreneurs, but I I have worked with people that were like in the corporate world and stuff as well. Um. 
And what I do is, let me give you examples, it's probably easier to explain. So with one client, we worked on their money mindset because money is simply energy. But a lot of people, when you start listening to people talk about money, they will say, oh, I don't have enough. Everything's expensive. And when you start to notice how people are talking about it, it's very negative. Yeah. It's a lack mindset. And when you're constantly chasing your towel and you're like, I don't have enough, I don't have enough, you're never going to have enough. Yeah. But that's hard to say when you actually feel like you don't have enough and yeah. you want more coming in. But money is simply energy. And the more you can feel abundant, the more new opportunities open up and money starts flowing to you. And abundance isn't an amount in your bank account. It's a feeling inside of you. Yeah. So it's, you can feel, and that's where gratitude comes in. Like, can you be grateful for what you have right now? Because our needs as humans are, we need food, we need water, and we need shelter. Yeah. And then everything else on top is the kind of bonus. And so when people were speaking, like, so I was working with one client, we were working on money mindset, and they ended up doubling their salary in corporate. So I think there was an around 60 grand, and they doubled it into a six-figure six figures and that was from shifting their money mindset um obviously they were taking action and they were applying for the promotions that they wanted but a core part of that was they had to become the person to believe that they could have the promotion that they they were good enough for the promotion and and also working on the money mindset piece so there's so much here i kind of just jumped straight into it um so i take my clients from a place where they're like confused or i work with been working with female entrepreneurs recently a lot more on content and so when you're posting your content you don't always show up as yourself all the time and you're not speaking your truth or you're holding back from your opinions but your ideal clients especially in the service industries they want to know who you are yeah. so they want your stories like children right we read them storybooks yeah and they love a story but yet we're sometimes too scared to share our stories online and so I worked with one client who, she's a six-figure business coach. She's doing really, really well for herself. But there was something holding her back. And it was nothing in her business. It was like a moment in childhood where somebody had left her. And it was causing problems with her. Not even problems, but it was she wasn't like fully sharing her story or showing up online or being as opinionated because she was scared that people would leave her. Yeah. It's nothing to do with her business. It's to do with something that's happened in childhood and her yeah. conditioning. And so that's where I come in with various different modalities and help to like release the trauma cycles and the anxiety and the stress so that you can move forward, that you show up online, that you speak your truth, that ultimately you make more money in your business Yeah. through connecting with your audience. Yeah. But that's kind of like where my niche is now. When I started, it wasn't. Um, and I've kind of just adapted and worked with different people. So how did you, how did you come to it? As in like manifesting? Yeah. Um, so I struggled with my mental health when I was 27 and I think that played a massive part in wanting to work with mental health a little bit more. I didn't want to go back to university. I didn't want to, um, I I didn't really want to do like another three year course to become a psychologist as such because I was interested in that and I thought, oh, maybe I'll do that. And then I saw coaching and I was like, hold on, there's trauma-informed coaches and you can start learning, you can start qualifying in this without needing, like, the three years. Yeah. And that's not to take away. Like, I think psychology is fantastic. It's really super interesting. But I already had, like, 10 years' experience in teaching and, like, yeah. naturally you work with anxiety because there's a lot of kids that yeah. are anxious and stressed. Um, 
And so I kind of thought, after struggling with my own mental health, I was like, what if I could do something with mental health? And then I was driving my way to work once, and um, I've just been in a bad, you know, I don't know, if you ever get in spirals where you just seem to spiral down? Yeah. So I was in one of my spirals one week, and I, just, I wasn't happy at work. Not because I wasn't happy with the people, but I was like, there's something missing, there's got to be more. I went to drive into the like the car park gates at work and this car reversed into my car and hit me. And I thought, when you, it's the law of attraction, when you give out like these, this negative energy, your day spirals and yeah. it just gets worse. And I was just, I had to laugh because I thought, it's ironic yeah. that someone's just hit my car. And then I got really anxious from it for like the next two weeks trying to get the car fixed and sorted. And I was like, hold on, if I'm feeling this, I cannot be the only one. Yeah. that feels these like spells of anxiety and feels stressed and it was just kind of a wake-up moment where I was like this is what I want to do I want to do something with mental health and I want to do something with mindset and I've learned to manifest and I've been manifesting consciously I guess for six seven years yeah I was like and it just you know when you just things just come to you yeah and I was like this is what I want to do and I had no clue how I was going to do it I didn't know I didn't know anything about business marketing and I just went home and I um, said to my husband, I was like, I want to do this. And he's really supportive. And he was like, yeah, 100%. And then I decided to qualify as a coach. And then I've added various different modalities from there. And um, yeah, the rest is history, really. So I kind of, I retired my head of department job last year. Um, set up my business and registered in November last year. Do you know what? Even that, even registering for a business and doing the self-employed tax thing, it's like, what on earth am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's in reality. Yeah. And then since then, I've just been going online, growing it, feeling more confident, learning. And I'm enjoying it. I think at first I was fighting everything and I was like, this is so hard. And now I've just got the motto that it gets to be easy. Yeah. And I get to enjoy it. Yeah. And... Like, how have you found your business? What would you say has been the best part and the hardest part? The best part is people's reactions to the products. Like, we had a message the other day from someone who bought one of our hats and were like, I keep getting people compliment me on my hair because it's just so much better. And that's just from one of the hats, let alone the headpieces that we have. Like, my daughter come upstairs this morning and she was like, look at my hair, Mum. I slept in my proudest last night and it just... It, it does transform people's hair and the reaction from people is lovely because it's like we are, we're making people's lives better. Yeah. You know, so because it, it, it is a, it's a nice thing to do and it's nice to know that you're having a nice effect. Like people are waking up in the morning and it's improving their morning because they haven't got to deal with their hair or they feel good about themselves or whatever. So yeah. that is the best thing. The worst thing is not it's hard but I'm aware of manifesting and I'm aware of how you speak to yourself and the stories that we tell ourselves impact how we are you know and like and I so I, I don't want to be like we don't know what we're doing but we don't know what we're doing <laughs> with regards to the business and the and I feel I feel like I want us just to sit down with Mr. Business or Mrs. Business and they just say, 
these are the things that you need to do and this is going to be the outcome and this is how long it's going to take and you know just to say but obviously that doesn't exist because no one's well people have done what we're doing you know it's not a completely new business idea but the product we've got is different but it we don't have we're both single parents we both work we don't have an investor we need to find an investor there's just all these little things that we need to do you know to Mm. help to make it happen but the good thing is is it's growing with us the amount of orders that we've had have been we can deal with it because it's not like we've had 10,000 orders and we need to then stop working to fulfil them, which would be amazing, obviously, because then... <laughs> that would be incredible. Yeah, it would be and amazing. And it will happen. And it will happen. But I suppose we're getting used to what we're doing and finding the best ways of doing things. So it's good that it's kind of growing the way it's growing because we can manage it. But we need to take that next step now, you know. And what's, it's, so what's the dream with you? The dream is that we that's our job. We can stop doing everything else. And do that and then sell it and just get money and both stop working. Not, I'd, I want to do charity work. I want to set up a foundation for single parents to help just have kind of some kind of service. So if they get up and they really can't deal with the day, just like so someone can take their kids to school for them or... Because it's the little things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're unwell, but you, you can't just stay in bed because no one else can take your kids to school or yeah just little that's what i'd what i'd really like to do is set up some kind of charity and help people that need it i love that you know rather than i don't I mean i don't mind work i work and i would i want to be more involved with the company but if someone if we did get to a place and then someone was like we'll buy you out for however much and then that sets me and my family up and then i can just do nice things yeah, no, 100%. And once you've done it once, you can do it again and again and again. And, like, yeah. with the with companies. And I feel like, especially online, just because I'm in the online space, I talk about the online space a lot, everyone's marketing will tell you there is something, you're doing something wrong, or you need to do this, or you need to do that. And that's just pain point marketing. And it's very easy to get consumed in it. And then you think, oh, I need this for my business, and this for my business, and this for my business. But really, I think, and I know this is unpopular, I think if you just listen to your intuition... You know what to do, you know the moves to make, and it will guide you to the people you need to support you. Because I do believe in investment and investing in the support that you need. And again, like if you can at that stage, because I found on the online space, people will be like, in fact, let me tell you this story. When I signed up for this coaching program, the first one I signed up for is an American coach, and I won't name them. Um... They literally said to me, I was coming from this really desperate energy. Like, I really want clients. This was December 2022. And I was like, I really want clients. Like, I don't know what to do. And I was scared to show up online. And I knew that what I had, the product and the service I had was good. And so I was doing this coaching space. You know what they did when they did their sales pitch? Me now would be like, no, thank you. Hang up, like the Zoom call. They said to me, will you remortgage your house? They literally said to me, can we talk about remortgaging your house so you can afford this? What? Yeah. And what, afford I to pay to to pay like the fees the fees of like the coaching program. Oh and my god. I actually did do you know what? Me now, because I was I was so naive to this, I just thought maybe that's normal, then maybe that's what marketers yeah. and sales yeah. do because I've never been in that world before. I was like, Oh okay, maybe that's normal and maybe it's what everyone does. And so I invested in the program 
and despite that never invest if somebody asks you to remortgage your house no, just no, do no, not no. invest like yeah. most people would know this but me going in like still being a bit of a people pleaser trying to like yeah. get the support i needed and they tell you exactly what you want to hear yeah. which is um it's very bro like the very like the bromance i would call like bromance is the wrong word like the bro the masculine like very energy strategy of selling i don't like it and um anyway i went into this program and three months later i just felt completely burnt out i was just sat on the floor crying they were like if you're not getting results you're not working hard enough so i would go to bed at midnight i would get up at four o'clock and all the strategy was was sit on instagram and dm people and search for people that look like they need your help and then put out content and I was like, is this normal? So I did it for the three months. I did part of the program. And at the end, I was like, I felt worse than I did when I started. And I think you have to be really, this is where the intuition piece comes in. I think you've just got to trust your intuition. I think I knew that it was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. But when you're coming from that energy where you're desperate and you will like try anything, I just went for it. And I don't regret it because I learned what not to do in business and yeah. how not to treat people. And I think I think everything's a mirror. So the way you are, like, and the energy you're using is mirrored back to you. Yeah. And so I learned a massive lesson. And I've, I've made other mistakes in business. And one of the things I don't like, people say a lot in business, is you have to be a really quick action taker, sign up straight away. It's a marketing tactic. Yeah. My role is 24 hours now. I will think about it for 24 hours and if I'm not sure it's no and if I'm sure it's a yes and if yeah. I miss out, it was never meant to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it's, again, I've people like, yeah, take decisions quickly and take action and I'm like, well, actually, I would prefer for somebody to really want to work with me and it feels good for them. Yeah. It might feel really scary still, but I don't want them to work with me because they feel like I'm going to be able to give them all the answers and fix yeah. them because as a coach and a service provider, you can't do that. And so it's kind of, I think it's listening to your intuition. Like when you're building your business, you know what to do. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's, sometimes it might be the time if you're working full time and it's managing it. But I also think that's a really good thing as well. And I don't think enough credit is given to that, that you can go straight cold turkey into a business. But if you've got a family to provide for and if you've got a mortgage to pay, actually it makes more sense to work. Yeah. And to do the business on the side. And yes, that means you'll be working longer. But as the business grows, you can cut down your hours. Or yeah. you can get a new job that allows you to do it. Yeah. And then it will grow with you. And that way as well, you're not stressing about money. Because the moment you start stressing about money in your business, you're just, it's just not going to work. Because yeah. you're coming from the mindset of lack. And when you come from the mindset of lack, you're going to get more lack coming back. And then you come from desperate energy. And when you're trying to get clients from desperate energy... You're not getting them because yeah. they're going to be like, you don't care about me. You just want my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the other day, this um, lady messaged me on Instagram. And she's like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I'm good. Little chat. And she's like, we've got a salon. Do you want my products? And I'm like, you don't really care how I am. You just want to sell to me. Yeah. So I'm not going to buy from you. And I feel like that's where I really, I'm really getting into like attraction marketing. Like, attracting people to you taking the action trusting that you're doing the right thing getting the support that you need believing that you can do it but you've got to trust you've got to trust that it's happening for you yeah and you've got to trust that you've got the results before you've got the results which is why most people can't or won't go into business because 
if it was really that quick to make money, everyone would be doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people do yeah. make quick money, and I think that's fantastic. But can they sustain it over a long period of time? And that's when you've got to look at why you're actually getting into business. Is it sustainable, or is it that you just want quick money? Yeah. I find business really interesting now. It is, yeah, <laughs> it is interesting, yeah, because it's, it's like the overnight success thing with artists or whatever and it's like overnight successes take 10 years you know yeah. there's no such thing as overnight success everyone's always been doing it for a long time and we were very naive like when Nicole invented like the headpiece and then she gave me one to wear and I was like oh my god my head like I'm growing my hair I've not been able to grow my hair my hair's bleached and fucked do you know what I mean but it's not anymore because of it and yeah seeing how good it was and then we got them manufactured and we were like everyone's going to buy it and see how wonderful it is and we're going to be millionaires next year you know and then it's like two years later <laughs> and we're like oh yeah no it doesn't we know that the product's really good but it's not gonna we have to reach people and we have to and there's a whole world of getting into those doors that yeah. we're not naturally like we none of us have parents that are in that world or you know yeah it's getting visible with the products and there's a couple yeah. of things that you can do for it so like one thing especially with a product you could send it to an, either an influencer or a celebrity like yeah. wear it and then you're going to get influence from that people will be like oh they're wearing that i really like that yeah and then people will come to you and they'll buy it from you and if you can it works differently some people take the product and then they wear it and they like it and they advertise it other people do it for money. And so, yeah. again, that comes back to your budget. Yeah. Um, or it's getting people with, like, mid-followers online. So, like, in the tens of thousands and people that you know that maybe, like, maybe they're at the gym or something and then you give them a product or they buy the product from you and then they start advertising it. And then it's it's kind of the word of yeah. mouth as it goes out. But then you've got things like you can use ads. Yeah. But ads, you need to pump in and ads. I played a little bit around with ads i don't use them i'm trying to work on it organically but if you had like if you focus on like the reels and instagram reels can go viral very quickly yeah but there's a lot to make a reel go viral and i've i've done work on reels and like the strategy piece of reels it's really simple it's just like have a moving image and people like um people like simple things so say you're making a cup of coffee record yourself making a cup of coffee that's your um what they call b-roll footage you'd use that you'd put a really good like hook on it whatever your hook is and then you put the text you want to put and then you put read the caption you start a cap caption with like a hook of like what you're um how you want to like grab people in yeah tell a little story give them a call to action and the call to action because not everyone reads the whole caption it should be at the top and the bottom and then if it's like, comment me the word, I don't know, comment me the word unleash or hat or something, and then you send them a link to buy it. And then you can automate it using an app called ManyChat. And then ManyChat just does it for you. And I think it's either free or low ticket. And so then it will automate the responses it sends to people. It automatically sends them a link. They click on the link, they buy it. And then you do the behind the scenes thing. So there's a lot online when you start getting used to it and you can you can start getting more traction. Yeah. For something like a product, I would say more reels. For something like a service, people like the carousels as well, where you're actually educating them. Yeah. So I use a mix of like reels and carousels. 
and then you'll find like it dips and it goes up but so many people say oh it's the algorithm it's the algorithm's fault i've got an unpopular opinion here <laughs> like the algorithm changes but if you rather than getting so caught up in the algorithm because then you're putting the energy oh the algorithm doesn't work for me blah 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 if you could go like i know that this is going to reach the right person i'm going to use like a strategy that i know works and then just put it out there and just say like i know this will reach the people that it needs to reach yeah. and just believe that it will and it's the belief piece it's knowing that are you religious no i'm spiritual spiritual so it's knowing the universe yeah. has it's going to take it the universe got your back like trust yeah. that it's going to get to the people it needs to get to so i've started i've um since setting up my business i started praying again and i was always brought up in like roman catholic faith yeah i don't believe you have to be in a building to be religious and pray yeah but i do pray in the morning and the evenings now and i definitely believe in the universe and I'm not really sure what I believe, but I pray before I put my reels out, which sounds crazy, right? But I'm just like, this is going to touch whoever it needs to touch. I believe that it's going to impact them. And I just trust and let it go. Yeah. And then get on with my day and trying to chat to people and do different things online. And just trying to build a community of people that, yeah. that love to be around you and like that you can all work together on it type thing. And I think when you start to find that community, that's kind of my goal at the minute of my business is to build my community out and I want to start a membership, which I'm excited yeah. about. Yeah. And help people to manifest, help people to manifest the business, the love, the um, the belief, you know, all the, yeah. all the things that people want. <laughs> so how did you, when you kind of thought that you wanted to help people with manifesting, how did you come up with the idea of how you do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I just something appeared that said coaching and I'd never heard of coaching because it's quite new in the UK it's massive yeah. in America and I was like okay let me get qualified so I qualified with the coaching academy and did one of their programs and then I did a small business diploma like learning about small business because I thought oh if I can learn a little bit about it I've more of an understanding but it's it's very strategical it's all like the SWOT analysis and this and that and it's great I'm not really into the strategy piece. I find the strategy piece a bit boring. Yeah. Um. And then after that, I did an unconscious mind therapy course. Um, What's that? So unconscious mind therapy is like using timeline therapy, hypnosis, different modalities to get into your subconscious mind. Okay. So your subconscious mind is your, imagine a computer, it's the hard wiring underneath, like your automatic programming. Yeah. And then your unconscious mind is your body. And so there is a slight difference between the two, but some people use them interchangeably. So, for example, say you want to change a belief and you've got a belief that people are going to judge you when you show up online. Yeah. Your conscious mind only governs 5% of what you do. So every time you go to put content out, you're like, consciously, I know I need to put content out. Then suddenly you feel tired and you're like, I can't do it. Or suddenly something comes up with the kids and you've got to go and do something for them. Or something else comes up. And you never seem to get around to doing it. It's not because there's anything coming up. It's your subconscious mind that is self-sabotaging yeah. and stopping you from doing it. Because it's in its your brain is literally going danger, danger. And it sounds extreme, extreme but your brain's going danger, danger. I'm going to die if I do this. Yeah. So I need to protect myself. And so we're going to feel tired now. All right, now you're going to need to nap. Or 
oh look, I need to go and do something else, and you procrastinate, and procrastination is not because you're lazy, it's because you're scared. So many people, so many adults procrastinate, it's, it's not laziness, it's fear. You are scared of yeah. something in some way. And so what I do is I get into the subconscious mind to start changing the beliefs and to start working on... So timeline therapy is really powerful. So if there's a trauma or a traumatic event in childhood or teenage years, whether it's big T trauma or little T trauma, some people don't like the word trauma if it's like an event that's happened that's left, yeah. left them something in the body because trauma is stored in the body then timeline therapy helps you to rewrite your timeline using the subconscious mind. And so you go back to the event, you release the pain and the emotion from the event, you create a new timeline, but without the emotion attached to it. But it's all done in your subconscious mind. You're not consciously thinking about it. Yeah. And so it's kind of powerful because once you've done it, you don't realise you've done it. But yet your subconscious mind starts acting differently. And so that's one way that you can you can kind of work. But it's how do you do, how do you get into the subconscious? It's really easy. Oh, really? No, it's really easy. <laughs> so meditation is one of the easiest ways to get into subconscious mind. Is going from alpha brainwave state is not alpha. Sorry, beta is like when you're working and you're energetic and you're really focused. So you have to come down through alpha to theta brainwave state. And in theta brainwave state, this is a meditative state you're starting to get into the subconscious mind. So just before you go to bed, first thing in the morning, and then if you practice meditation, yeah, you'll be in face of brainwave state, and that is when your subconscious mind is most active, which is why before you go to bed and first thing in the morning, it is worth visualising what you want your life to be like, but feeling it. Yeah. Because feeling is the language of the subconscious mind. And so you can think all the happy thoughts and feel think like, I'm going to do this, and never do it because you don't feel that you can do it. Because you can't think how you don't feel. Yeah. And so the feeling is really important. So when you visualise and you see your future, and not everyone can do this, or not everyone allows themselves to do it, it's just close your eyes and just feel it. Allow yourself to feel it in the body. And when you get used to meditation, which I know a lot of people don't like, because their minds are swimming, and meditation's hard when you first start doing it, because you're like, what am I going to have for dinner? Where are the kids? Like, what's going on? It's a practice. It's like a it's like a muscle that you have to use, and it's practicing just quieting the mind, just focusing on your breath. And then when you get used to meditation, you'll stop focusing on your breath, and you just know it's there. And then you can get into deeper meditations, and you kind of take yourself out of your body, and you get into like the five D, the quantum reality, and that's when you start to visualize, and you feel it so much, and you just know it's going to happen. And that's how some people quantum leap in like their businesses and quantum leap in their lives and stuff because they've harnessed the feeling that it's going to happen. They come back to 3D reality, which is like what we're in now, and they just take the action as if it's already happened. But what stops most people is limiting belief and like the cycles and the patterns that you then find yourself back in. Yeah. So if anyone tries to sell you a magic pill, it doesn't work. And it's like a constant like showing up for yourself it's a constant listening to hypnosis meditation every morning or doing some tapping or visualizing every single day and it's constantly when you start doing it and taking the action you'll get to where you want to be yeah i go off on a tangent i can talk a lot (laughs) that's that's very good podcast so you started a podcast 
Yeah, so I've started a podcast. I called it Manifested Maria, Inventive. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got three episodes out. I started it last year, but I wasn't consistent with it. And then this year I've got three out and I do two a week. So okay. one on a Monday, one on a Thursday or a Friday. I'm getting the next one out. It'll be Monday. Yeah. And so they're just short, they're sweet. There's none of the jingle. It's literally just raw and real. 20 minutes, this is the topic. While you're driving to work or while people are driving to the shops. Bosh, done, move on. Yeah. <laughs> so I've kept it short and sweet to just try and give a lot of value in a short amount of time. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited about it. And I'm now just trying to get that visible. And actually, I'm running a competition for my podcast that if anyone listens to it, rates it, it's only on Spotify at the minute, gives it a five-star rating, of course, <laughs> and um, shares it on their Instagram or their Facebook, if you use Facebook, and then tags me in it. Yeah. They get entered into win a month's free coaching. Oh, wow. Um, which includes an unconscious mind therapy session, and the value is 950 So yeah. it's an exciting, I yeah. think it's exciting um, thing. So... If anyone's listening to this yeah. and you want to, like the links are below. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, well, I'll share all links to you and everything and I'll I'll definitely share that because that's an amazing prize. Yeah, I think so. So why do you why do you choose to work in the area that you're working in with women in business? Um, From starting my business, you know I said earlier, I made all the mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Imposter syndrome, comparanitis. I can What's understand... That? I made up the word, but it's comparing yourself to other people. <laughs> it sounds like a disease. Yeah. <laughs> but I can understand how young girls and young boys, when they're younger on social media, compare themselves. Yeah. Because when I went, first went online from not being online, I was comparing myself to everyone. I was like, but they've done this and they've done that. And yeah. I'd celebrate me, but oh, they've done better and yeah. they've made more money. And what if... But that's all it is, isn't it? Is you're literally just looking... At what everyone else has got. Yeah. Or thinking, well, I've got more than that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's terrible, isn't it, really? And it becomes... The more you compare, you are literally, like, taking the joy out. And I just yeah. remember when I first started, it was hard because I was just like, oh, they're doing better than me and how do I do this and how do I do this? And I always thought I needed another answer. Yeah. And I always tried to do it someone else's way. But really, I just needed to listen to my intuition. Yeah. Because I, I knew it. It's like your business. You know what to do. Yeah. And people listening right now, even in the relationship, if it's not going how you want it to go, you know what to do. You know if it's worth fighting for and you also know if it's not. And you know when you're dating people, you know if it's a good date and you know if it's not. You just know. Why don't we listen to us? Because that is... My friend had an experience recently with... She was in a situation with a man and she didn't listen to the red flags when they came up. But she, and it didn't end well, <laughs> um, but it, she was just saying, like, always listen to yourself. And I just said, why don't we? Because I've, I mean, I definitely know all the red flags that I've ever noticed have always, always shown up and ended the relationship. And I'm like, why didn't I, why yeah, didn't I, I, I noticed them, but I ignored them. Why? That's such a hard question to answer. I think it's because sometimes you just, your patterns get in the way and you repeat the same patterns that maybe you're used to. That's why some people end up, they leave one relationship, get in another, different man, yeah. same man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go from same, same. And it's because that's what they're used to from their, their their environment as they're growing up. And that's all they've ever known. So they feel safe. Yeah. Even though it's uncomfortable, they feel safe in that situation. And that's why you end up repeating the same things. 
but that's not the case for everyone. Sometimes I think it's just, you just want, especially in relationships, you crave love, right? Or yeah. you crave just, you want the attention of somebody. You want to find that happy relationship. And yet you know, you just know <laughs> when it's wrong. Like, this is what leads, every time I haven't listened to my intuition, I spiral in my thoughts. Yeah. I've seen it in my coaching business at the start. I've seen it in a relationship, which is what led me to go into, like, the mental health and the manifestation mindset. So I was 27 when that relationship broke down and I knew from the start it was not going to work, but I kidded myself it was. Like the yeah. red flags were everywhere. Three years later, it didn't work. My mental health had spiralled. I feel like if I'd gone to the doctors to get help, they would have probably said I was depressed. Yeah. But I didn't want to admit that there was anything wrong, so I didn't tell anyone. And I might have spoken to a couple of friends but I felt a lot of shame around it. I felt a lot yeah. of shame that I was living like what, a life that some people would dream of and yet I felt I was hating life. Yeah. And so I thought, I can't admit this to anyone that I'm struggling. And I think there's a lot that's been done with mental health in the UK, but I think there's a long way to go. Yeah. And I still think there is a stigma about talking about mental health and being open about it. And I, defin I definitely struggled. And then... I think this impacted, like, when I came out of my business, people want to know, why? Why are you setting up your business? And I'm like, well, I've experienced it. I've struggled with it. Yeah. I know how it feels, and I want to help. And what got me out of that spiral was learning to consciously manifest. Yeah. And so now that's what I do with my clients, but in a different way, because I don't really do relationships. However, the relationship not working will impact your business. Yeah. You not loving yourself is going to impact your business. So... It kind of all spirals into one anyway. But yeah, I think I think mental health is... There is so many stressed people. I think the figures that I was looking at, I can't remember them fully, but 79% of people that are stressed is in the workforce and in the workplace because yeah. they're not happy with their careers. And I, that links to purpose. And are you really living your purpose? Are you really enjoying it? Do you have the passion in your life that you want? And then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so cute, okay. Um, I feel that um, I can't. I've gone off on a tangent. I forgot where I've got to. <laughs> Just being stressed in work, and uh, not happy. I feel like stress is one of the biggest causes of disease, and is leading, yeah. and it's going to be the biggest, if not already. I think it might already be like the biggest killer. Yeah. Because stress really impacts your internal, and so that is why doing the mindset, doing the manifestation, doing the inner healing. Is essential yeah. for everyone. But I don't think either some people don't want to admit that they they need it. Other people don't want to go there and face whatever they yeah. need to face. And maybe sometimes people just feel they're so busy that they haven't got the time, but that is the biggest excuse ever. I look, time is an excuse, I think so. I think you can be busy, but if you really desire and you really want something, you will make the time for yeah. it. You just will. Your why's got to be bigger than the time, yeah. ultimately. Um, so, yeah, so from struggling with my mental health in, like, the relationship, we're talking about relationships, um, in the relationship and not listening to my intuition and then repeating different patterns where I haven't listened to my intuition, I will yeah. now always listen to it. If it says don't do something, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm just not doing it. Like, And you can listen to your intuition and still feel fear. Yeah, yeah. 
because if you let, if you don't do something because of fear, that's nothing to do with intuition. That's just letting the fear control you. Yeah. But your intuition knows. Like relationships are such an an easy one to talk about because you know the red flags. You literally can see them, and yet you're like, oh no, don't worry, I'll ignore that. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, I'll ignore that. Like I was It'll so right. I was so naive in like the the relationship that's extremely unhealthy because there's they would lie. There would be like packets in their room because they was they was doing drugs, and I've always been very anti drugs, and that was just my upbringing. That's what I've yeah. always been told. And I was finding these packets everywhere, and I was like, oh, they're my brothers. Oh, they're so and so's. <laughs> oh no, you're crazy. And you start to believe it. You're yeah. like, am I crazy? Yeah. Of course I'm not crazy. They were there. Yeah. But they won't admit it. And then, yeah. like, it's just one example. But things start to spiral and you start to think you're actually crazy. Yeah. And you're like, hold yeah. on, I was right all along. Yeah. And I should have listened to what I wanted. And I think when you start dating, yeah, I, I, I'm married now, but when, I think when you start, when we start, when I met my husband, we actually met during COVID. And we met online in a yoga class and we just went for a walk and we'd go for a walk. And it was natural, there was no pressure. It just yeah. it just worked. You know, you know the red flags. You can feel the red flags. You just gotta to choose to listen to them. And but I guess once you've had like relationships that don't work, it leaves with baggage. Yeah. And then you can take the baggage into the next relationship. And then you can bring your fears in. Say you've been cheated on and you bring your fears into the next relationship and you think they're going to cheat on you. They're never going to cheat on you. You just haven't healed that part yeah. from the last relationship. And then that's your responsibility to heal so that you don't pass the baggage on. But also to have that understanding with that person to say, hey, like this has been a past experience. I'm working on this. And it's that open dialogue, isn't it? Yeah. In a relationship. But yeah, what do you, what do you think? Oh, I don't, I don't know, because I, it rings true with me because I know that I ignored the red flags and ultimately ended my relationship was the things that I knew from the beginning, you know, was, was the lying and the lying was all to do with the other behaviour and he was a drug addict and, mm. well, no, he's, I always try and think, well, you make excuses, don't you, or, we see a drug addict, but no, you, you do have yeah drug problem and didn't address it when we initially split up which is what I wanted him to do so that was the end of it but the the lies that I was made aware of in the, in the very early days of our relationship and there were some phenomenal lies about things that didn't need to be lied about just scenarios that were created to make him appear to be more successful than he was because he was insecure and so and he was younger than me so I just was like he's young he's insecure this is why he's created all these fantasies and told me about them but he'll grow out of it I didn't think fucking hell I can't believe the fucking shit that he's told me that's weird I need to get out of here he never changed no he never changed (laughs) and to this day I've got like he doesn't he doesn't financially support the kids anymore. I have four years worth of text messages telling me he's going to pay me when this invoice gets paid. For four years I had the same. And it's like surely you must 
do you not get bored of saying the same thing? We had when well, I had my hysterectomy in June, and Juno does swimming every week, and so her swimming. You, you pay by term but it was like halfway through the term I wasn't going to be able to take her anymore so I was like before I book for the term can you do half the lessons because I can't I'm not going to be able to drive do you know what I mean mm. so in the end I, I wasn't well so there were six lessons that he agreed to do but I asked him to do another three out of nine lessons he took her to one because his car wasn't working so <laughs> Every, like, it was on a Wednesday, I'd get a message, oh, my car's not working. I'm like, how, can you, how has your car broken down every week? Like, how, how has that happened? It's not. Every, <laughs> but I'm like, do you not, when you're sending these messages, is there not a part of you that's like, how can I keep saying the same thing, which clearly isn't true, and not think that I'm not going to be like, but I suppose it's, he will not admit, it's like he will never ever admit it he'll never admit that he was lying and I suppose if you hold on to that and there is also still that part of me that thinks well is is he lying though because I did I thought I was going mad like with the lies that he used to tell me when I knew that I knew what he was doing I knew that he was getting up to no good because I could see the face twitches or I knew I knew I knew but he was still because he was saying no there was still that part of me thinking well am I going mad do I want him to be doing it am I trying to create this you know yeah I can read the (laughs) name fucking hell but then also I do think well at least I know now that I do question myself like some people are so set in their views aren't they like when you think you're 100% right about something when someone says to me but what about this I do always think oh okay well what about that you know because I like to think yeah you don't want to think you're you know I don't obviously no one knows everything but you know but then also there is that point of why did I not trust myself do you you know that's interesting because when you start looking at the question why didn't I trust myself you're gonna go down a can of worms and there's gonna be loads of stuff that comes out yeah and that's when you're like okay let me get curious without judgment because I feel like especially as women we beat ourselves up too much we put so much pressure on ourselves and I do think women do it more than men and when you're beating yourself up and you're putting pressure on yourself oh I did this wrong and oh I shouldn't have done this can't change the past it is what it is it's happened you can only move forwards and learn from it and start tapping into your intuition and it's a muscle so you're going to make mistakes yeah and then you can listen again that's why I love meditation and I know that you you're into meditation as well because I think you get, you get like nudges, you get, your body speaks to you. Yeah. And when you're in meditation, things speak to you and you just hear things and you just know. Yeah. Whether you act on it is a different thing and that's where you've got to get curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's be, everyone's made mistakes, right? Yeah, and they do, they make you, they make you who you are, don't they? 100%. And I didn't, I was meant to have, my children are meant to be here, but that's why that happened. That relationship happened because of my children you know and that's I wouldn't change that for the world and hey I couldn't have done it without him do you know what I mean so that that's the cross that I bear for that but that's fine and I am I don't be because I when we first split up I the guilt that I felt for the fact that he was their dad was immense but obviously he had to be their dad because they wouldn't they could have been someone else yeah you know but I just I felt so guilty that they were going to have to grow up having him as a father (laughs) but that's 
stupid, but I did still, I just felt, and shame as well, because there was things that I found out that I wasn't aware about at the time that had happened to other people. There's just Lola coming back that they'd not told me about because they didn't want to tell me because it was, you know, they didn't want to upset me. And I'm like, all this shit's been going on that I never knew about. So how, but you do, do you work, will you work with anyone or do you only just do women in? No, I work with anyone, but for marketing purposes, you have to niche down and speak to like one ideal problem. Okay. The, the work I do, you can work with anyone, but if you talk yeah. to everyone, you talk to no one. And that is actually a genuine thing. And it, it's why like when I first started, I was like, where are my clients? Because like, I was trying to save everyone. And then when I started yeah. niching down, I was like, oh, clients. And they just, it made it so much easier to get people. It's so um, interesting, isn't it? Businesses, I've learned yeah. so much. And um, I think you always learn, but I think marketing is the key piece. Yeah. You, I brought into all the like marketing. If I just listened to myself from the start, I've been in a different place now, but I think it's made me a better coach, experience and all the things. But yeah. now I work with people that are going through all the things and yeah. I know exactly how it feels. And because you're coaching people to believe in themselves. Like, I wouldn't, I worked with a coach maybe a couple of years ago. She changed my life. Like, yeah. I love her to bits. She's amazing. But she, she didn't tell me, I suppose, anything that I didn't know. But I needed to hear it from someone else to believe it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so weird. But I, she, honestly, she's amazing. I, I really rate coaching yeah. and the work that you do. Like, I just, it oh. has changed. It does change lives. It changes like it was priceless whatever I, I got from her was priceless and that whole she'd said to me money is energy and that was the first time I'd ever heard it and she said that and that changed something in me it was so weird and now I'm like money I don't stress about money at it's, all there's no point because it won't come to you it will literally like money mindset's interesting when I used my money mindset used to be so bad I was like save every single penny and it comes from like family and like the yeah. way they are and now I'm just like it will flow. Like, yeah. it will come to me. And if I just do this, and I know that it's coming, it will come. Yeah. And then when you talk about it, this to some people, they are just like, you're crazy. I don't yeah. believe in this. And I'm like, but then maybe that's why you're not seeing the results you want. But it does. Maybe try it a different way. It does. It just it comes and goes. And I just don't stress about it. I mean, I do things... I Things have... I was getting... I had another job, and that's not really been happening as much. And I really noticed that. And then I was getting a bit like, I can't just do stuff. I have to think about it. And I don't mm. like that. I don't like, I don't, I just want to be able to do stuff. Not extravagant things, just, yeah. you know, going to the shop after school and that, you know, it was a bit like, I do so much bloody money in the corner shops. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my corner shop money, you know. But, um, so I do, I have to catch myself sometimes because I'm like, no, we, I have got money, it's fine. I don't want to think like I haven't got money because then. And also there's periods of life where, as you're building the business and you're growing the business, you've got the money coming in that you need for this. And the bit, the money will come in the business as you grow, as you get more visible, as you put yourself out there. Yeah. The money will come from it. It's visibility. I feel like the key thing for a lot of people online is just get visible. Yeah. And it will come. If you've got a good product and service, you get visible and people know about you, it will come. Yeah. And you can do it for free on social media. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of having the strategy element of it which is important, but also I think more important is 
do you feel safe to be seen? Or do you feel safe to show up online? Yeah. And that all comes from, if not, why? And you may not even be aware yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's the unconscious piece. And that's where, like, I will come in and, like, work with people. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much. No worries. And I'll post links, obviously, to you and everything. But what's your handle on yeah so my instagram handle is maria therese t-h-e-r-e-s-e underscore manifestation um but yeah so i mainly work with female entrepreneurs yeah i'm supporting them to show up and use their story to sell their products and to attract attract their clients in and build trust with their audience because trust is so so important yeah um but also although like i market for women i work with men as well so yeah like it's the unconscious piece it's whether you want to go deep into yourself and learn who you really are and by doing that you will you'll make more money you'll have more fun doing it and that's kind of where i come in that's what i do at the minute so yeah oh thank you very much no worries (laughs) hi yeah so that was lovely maria if you would like to talk to her about anything we discussed then get in touch with her She's really lovely, as you will have heard. And I think, I just think positive thinking has definitely got me through the last nine years of being a single parent. Um, And self-belief has definitely helped the quality of my life (laughs) because I've not always had it. So, yeah. I think if you get anything from this episode, whatever you might think of manifesting and the things we spoke about, the bottom line is just believing in yourself and believing that you can do it. And that is never going to be a bad thing. So, yeah, but I hope you enjoyed it. If you have anyone that you think would be good to be on my podcast or if you indeed want to be on my podcast, then get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. But I hope you have a lovely week. Stay safe and sane. And I'll see you soon. Big love to you.